Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Basketball Addicts Podcast. Yes, sir. The only podcast in the world that answers the only question, wait a second, has been answered. <laughs> so how do I intro this to now? Skip it. The Denver <laughs> Nuggets are the NBA champions. Yep. Who called it? You did, not me. Who called it? Christopher Mahomes. Who called it? <laughs> <laughs> The Denver Nuggets have defeated the Miami Heat. Mm-hmm. Um, we are recording this on Thursday, so they beat them on Monday. Monday? What is it, Monday? Monday. Yeah. I think it was like Monday, and their parade was today. And I just want to take a second real quick, you know, and just let's kind of get the bear out of the room, right? Okay. So there's some things, right, that Jokic has been saying, you know, a lot about like how he doesn't really care about, you know, winning and, you know, he's like I and it that kind of I mean, it doesn't really rub me the wrong way, but I feel like that's just his personality and we shouldn't really take him too seriously yeah. because for one he is from a different country, so like he I, I believe, like, in a small sense, maybe he might care about uh, that he won a championship, but he kind of just wants to be with his family at the same time. Yeah. But it's like, I don't really know how to really gauge that because we never, I never had a champion or known of champions to just come out right like, yeah, like, everybody hates their job. Like, I'm not happy to be here right now. And I'm just like, you're just so nonchalant about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing it was a joke or, you know, some... The way he phrased it is and the way he meant it and the way that people are looking into it probably didn't. Like, it's not like he doesn't care about basketball or he wouldn't be a man yet. You know what I mean? Like, even though he's 6'11", you have to work to gain all the ridiculous skill that he has. And, you know, it's interesting. Uh, But I think think we we can discard. I I think you can just let it go. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's my take on that. Now, here's something else we could say we could talk about for the Denver Nuggets in the Miami Heat final series, okay. right? So, looking at it and analyzing the game, right? <clears throat> what went wrong for the Miami Heat? Um, in your opinion, my opinion, Caleb Martin not showing up like he did in the Boston Celtics series um, really hurt them. I mean, he gave them like 19-ish a game in Boston. Uh, I would definitely say the ability of Denver to have high-scoring nights and to have guys step up. Aaron Gordon had a big game. Jamal Murray had a few big games. Jokic had a big game every night. 
mean, um, legend as a very special NBA Finals performance that we witnessed here. And uh, I would say that. I would say because Miami Heat's formula depends on scoring efficiently and great defense and trying to keep the team below 108 points. And it seems like they kind of succeeded at that. It's just that, you know, the games that the Denver Nuggets were hitting on all cylinders and that players step up, it just it, Miami didn't have the offensive firepower to stick with Denver. And, you know, I think that's what won them the series. Uh, I think we're also missing one very important aspect that I mentioned before. And we're going to revisit this. It's because the fact that Jimmy Butler disappeared. <laughs> he didn't know it was the NBA Finals. He went We had to send out SOS for Jimmy Butler because he was nowhere to be found. That's why. When, when, you're, when your guy isn't your guy, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, he was red hot throughout the playoffs. Yeah. White hot. Let's, let's do that. White hot throughout the playoffs. And then just... I was like, where did he go? <laughs> Everybody was like, where did he go? Did he not know it was the NBA Finals? Yeah. It, you know, like, the way he was talking, especially for the Denver Nuggets, I mean, like, you're supposed to have the ultimate confidence, right, as a basketball player and especially getting to this level. Yeah. He got me confidence. Yeah, I'll hold the next one. And I was expecting a performance, and we got absolutely nothing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he didn't really step up. It was about... He didn't deliver. It was a lot of empty promises. I mean, like, he was like, I don't really care about the Hall of Fame. And then you lose the NBA Finals. And I'm like, and like, you know, they're saying the same thing they were saying against the Celtics. It was like, don't count us out. Don't let us, you know what I mean? Don't count us out. Don't count us out. And I'm just like, if Jimmy is not performing, I'm counting you out. That's true. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. So I was the one, you know, of us two. Who said the Denver Nuggets were going to win? I said they were going to win in six. And then I think when we talked separately outside of the podcast, I said five. Because I was like, yeah, they're not like I said, they're taking it in Miami. I was expecting an explosion. Yeah. If you go back and listen to the other episode, I was saying that Jimmy's going to have a big night and go drop 36 and they're going to win. Yeah. One in Miami, they're going to split in Miami and then go back to Denver. And Denver's going to take the next two. Yeah. That didn't happen because the explosion from Jimmy never came. Yeah. So I would say there are multiple factors. So I would agree. The fact that Caleb Martin didn't show up and he was such a big integral, he was such an integral part of the offense, you know, for the Celtics game and the reason why they was able to win that series and close them out. He just, I think he had like 23 the last game, I mean, the last Celtics game. He didn't show up. Mm -hmm. Um, Jimmy didn't show up. You know, when you have, when you rely on certain scores, you know what I mean? And, you know, you rely on different, on different players to step up and to, you know, and to really give you their all and they don't show up then you're not going to be that. You're not going to like the same team. Although your point of um, that the Miami Heat had to keep the game within a certain range, and it seemed like they were able to do that, mm-hmm. but they lost those games. Yeah. Every game they were within a certain range, the range that they were supposed to be like able to win games in, they lost those. Sure. Like I think th- I don't I don't think there was a a one twenty score at all. I think the most they scored was like one oh nine, and that was like two games straight. Yeah. And I'm uh, you know and I'm mm-hmm. just like one oh nine, one oh eight. Those were very low scoring games, considerably. You yeah. know, considering the firepower that the Denver Nuggets have, and that you know what we've seen them and been able to accomplish. Um, it just didn't. I I feel like I. I don't know what to say. Is it was it an injury? That's why I asked before. I was like, is, was it an injury? 
you know, that may have kept him, you know, not really paying, playing at his peak. And, you know, how we've seen him play before, especially in the finals. Like, we've seen him drop 40 in the finals mm-hmm. looking like a, like he was, <clears throat> like a, um, <laughs> like a car repair man. You know what I mean? But, I mean, I guess that's the why some players are great and other players aren't. Yeah. yeah. I feel you. And that's just my take on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was it was a pretty intriguing series until, like, 3-1 happened. Then we all knew it was come, going downhill. Uh, but yeah, I definitely feel like Nikola Jokic wise though. Um, I think this completely vaults him into a new category, all time rankings, the way I view him, uh, because I think before this series kind of underrated his post dominance and what i mean mm-hmm. by that is game one and game two he had a very nikola Jokic ish stats where you score in 28 30 and dishing 10 dimes and 10 rebounds and his normal thing and then game three you could tell the miami heat's goal was to shut down the passing lanes and see if Jokic could turn on that switch and become the scorer that doesn't seem like the way he wants to play. Like, he doesn't seem like he wants to play Mm -hmm. as a scorer, right? And that's the night he drives 41, right? And I feel like he proved a lot that night of, oh, shit. If we try to stop the passing lanes, this guy's just so gosh darn good that there's nothing we can do with him trying to stop him from scoring either. And I really feel like that was the nail in the coffin for Eric Spolstra specifically, because I was like, uh, okay, there's like no other major options that could be done against Jokic. Now it's just throwing bodies at him, the normal stuff, running up down the floor, you know, making him sprint through screens. You know what I mean? Like other than normal stuff that coaches do, like there was no big adjustments that Spolstra could make because Jokic proved himself to be such an elite scorer. And uh, it's just, it's rare to see a guy that one night can drop 25 and 15 if you're going to play too close and let the passing lane slip, and then one night drop 40 and 4 when the passing lanes are closed up. I mean, had that a guy that can do all of that is ridiculously special. Um, he affects his teammates in such a positive manner. He affects the game in such a positive manner. His play his style of play is infectious. And there is a player all time that was ridiculously efficient scoring that could pass the lights out of the basketball that couldn't defend all well very well. That's a top 10 player of all time. And his name's Larry Bird. There is a formula for a guy like this to break into the top 10. Uh, and I say centers wise, I feel like, is he better than Kareem? No. Is he better than Wilt? In my opinion, no. Is he better than Shaq? No, but Hakeem Olajuwon, now that's a conversation that can be had because, like, I don't care about rings. All I care about is eye test. But Hakeem's a world-class shot creator. Jokic can drop mm-hmm. 41 too, right? Like, Jokic is a world-class shot creator as well, which I don't think we ever really fully understood. It was this degree. And, you know, Hakeem's greatness is the defense, right? Like, 
People who didn't see Akeem, he was world-class amazing. He's better. If you put him in today, he'd be by far the best defender today. Um, he's a not a generational defensive player, like a every 20 years defensive player. His fluidity, his ability to defend the rim, man averaged like five to four blocks game for many years in the 90s. So mm-hmm. um, like a world-class defender, but... You know, Jokic is a world-class passer, right? I mean, we talk about all-time great yeah. passers. Jokic is going to be in the top 15, top 20 of the list. Um, and I think passing, in my opinion, has more effect on winning than defense does, even if it's a world-class stage. So I think Jokic has the argument to be a better player than Hakeem, um, just in one-on-one as a player. And, you know, I hold Hakeem to such a high standard. And Hakeem is, you know, for most of my life, has been a top 9 to 10 to 11 all-time player. So Jokic is stamping himself because, I mean, he clears so many guys, like Kevin Durant, for example. KD might be able to score, defend pretty well, but he'll never affect the team as well as Jokic does because of scoring and the passing. People really underrate passing. Passing is so connective. Passing allows your teammates to become the best players that they can be, putting in them situations that they would not normally be able to be in. Just look at LeBron. Look at the Golden State Warriors system. Look at, you know, Jokic. Look at Giannis. You know what I mean? Like, passers, when they're skilled, they can equal greatness at a ridiculously high degree. And, you know, I do feel like Jokic stamped himself. As a top 20 all-time guy, I mean, the eye test of him versus a guy like Dirk, he blows by Dirk because Dirk could just score, right? He's an average defender, average passer, average rebounder. So, mm-hmm. And also, Jokic is a very great rebounder. And you know what I mean? Like, I know this is crazy, but it's a little LeBron-ish where LeBron was mm-hmm. in the NBA Finals. Very similar. If people want to play the passing lanes, LeBron can draft 40, right? If people want to, yeah. you know, try to stop him from scoring, he can have 14 assists in the finals. And that's, you know, we don't, I don't throw away, throw LeBron's name around very lightly because, you know, we are from Cleveland. We have that natural bias in our blood, but I watched way too much LeBron to not see the correlation there, at least the passing and the scoring uh dominance that is between those two and you know Jokic is putting himself in the names of few world-class players that have played all time you know Jerry West was a similar guy where even he's a better defender but he could pass the shit out of the ball and score really well at a high level um so it's just what he does man he affects the game such a high degree and you know there's so many ISO ball players that he just flew way ahead of, right? Like, you can't have a conversation between him and Allen Iverson anymore. You know what I mean? Like, that's just, that's mm-hmm. thrown out the window. Um, Jokic is, dude's amazing. Uh, I don't think he'll ever be able to touch Shaq, Wilt, or Kareem. But, damn, he's great. And, you know... Best offensive player today, dude. It is him. It's him. Yeah. So, what do you think? Would you uh, take Hakeem or uh, Jokic? 
<clears throat> There's a very good question here. Hakeem or Jokic? Off of the eye test, I would say that both world-class scorers, so I agree with that point that you made. You know, the difference here is that I think Jokic has the ability, has that passing ability, which is world-class, mm-hmm. whereas Hakeem has world-class defense, but his passing ability makes those others are better around mm-hmm. him. So I guess in this, in that case, I'm, I might have to... If... I will put Jokic above Hakeem. Yeah. I will put I will play Jokic above Hakeem because he I think that I think that rings aside just looking at the eye test and looking at what Jokic is able to accomplish mm-hmm. on the basketball court, I think that he's just a he's just a step above Hakeem. I think that if like he just feels more of a total package, I guess you could say in a sense because he can rebound really well as as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he doesn't have the the defense the defensive capabilities because he's really slow. He has really slow <laughs> yeah. feet, but he competes. But um, he'll always be an average defender. Yeah, he at least he tries. Yeah. But yeah, I think that I think. I think just in, as an overall player, I think he would he would be moved above Hakeem. Um, Agreed. So, yeah. I also have a quick question because there's a debate. Not truly a debate, but there's more of a coming to Jesus moment, right, for a lot of people. Okay. And I want your thoughts on this. I'm, I don't know if you've seen this or not, but these are, this is kind of like a news notes type thing, right? Okay. So... Joel Embiid was given the MVP. Yeah. Nikola Jokic got the NBA championship. Uh huh. Who was better? <laughs> was Nikola Jokic by far? Dude, it is Jokic. Where it was Embiid competing in some sense? Uh, I mean, Should Nikola Jokic have gotten an MVP this year and the Finals MVP uh, and the championship? I mean, should, he, should he have gotten all three uh, this year? I mean, should he have three peated? Uh, <laughs> you know, I think Embiid deserved the regular season MVP. Um, I think I do remember saying that I thought if I had to choose between those two, I would chose Jokic because I thought he was a better player. Um, but yeah. Embiid is a great player. Um, he's a top 10 center of all time as well. He does have issues in the playoffs. The longer it goes, you can tell that his bigger body kind of breaks down as each round goes on. Um, yeah. And I would definitely say that, you know, even though Joel Embiid's a phenomenal scorer, defender, you know, he's a pretty average passer for the center position, but. Yeah, and Nikola Jokic is passing plus scoring. It's just so world class amazing that it topples Embiid, who Embiid's still a top ten center of all time. Like he he's in a discussion with Patrick Ewing for sure. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I think he's might be I think he's better than Patrick Ewing, maybe worse than David Robinson by a little bit because David Robinson did have the yeah. bigger body. Like, he was a strong guy, but he wasn't as thick. So you don't have to worry about him. Each round goes on. And I do think David Robinson gets underrated defensively just because he played in the same era with Akeem where he's averaging five blocks yeah. a game, too. So, better defender than Embiid as well. So, I think David Robinson would, and Hakeem would clear Embiid. Uh, but what Jokic does passing wise affects the game so greatly that 
he's there. So that's what I think. Do you uh, yeah. agree? I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I agree. So my next question is, you know, and we can kind of discuss this if, if there is discussion to be had. Is there? St- remember how we always say it was like, yeah, Jokic is the most skilled center, Embiid is the most dominant center. Is it still that distinction, or did we just give, or is that just in one player, Ali Jokic? Yeah, I'm gonna have to say Jokic is the most dominant. You know. If we would just want to say physically dominant, then yeah, Embiid is more physically dominant. But dominating a basketball game, I, I'd have to go with Jokic. It's like Jokic without it. Okay, yeah. yeah, I was thinking the same. That's why I just wanted to know that. Yeah. Um. So overall, what are your overall thoughts about this NBA playoffs? Um, you know the NBA playoffs was hectic. Uh, definitely a crazy time to be a basketball fan. It was great to watch those from the upset. Felt like March Madness. It was abnormal. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I expect, you know, this not to continue. I'm sure every year there's a super team that comes around. And, you know, so it's hard to say like, oh, next year's going to be the same. But I do think that there are a lot of takeaways, a lot of teams with new head coaches that are going to go downhill. I think the Bucks and the you know, the Celtics n- not getting a new coach really hurts them negatively. And I think, you know, this these playoffs were, you know, the playoffs of team basketball. I mean, the teams that played the best mm-hmm. team basketball made it the farthest. You know, the Lakers played really good team basketball at that point in time. The Suns, mm-hmm. you know, got hurt, but Denver played great team basketball. Miami played great team basketball. Um, yeah. The, the group of 12 is greater than the one principal won the NBA championship, and both two teams in the NBA finals are examples of that. So, you know, I think that yeah. is by the mince the NBA finals, the one state. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. This NBA playoffs, finals, everything in general was so crazy. It was so up and down. I was hard, very hard to predict. Oh, my goodness. Very hard to predict. Because it was like we were making predictions throughout this time, you know what I mean, for the past month or two. And it's just been, okay, I'm saying, okay, we're like the Suns are going to win. You know, they're going to be the better team. Mm -hmm. And then they get destroyed by the Denver Nuggets yep. and then it's like well the the Bucks are like the best team right now yep. and then they get beat by the Miami Heat and then you're like well the Celtics, Celtics are like the second best team now and then they get beat by the Miami Heat yep. and then you're like well the Lakers have the chance to go into the finals and play the Celtics if they so really get past wet. Miami because we were just assuming we were assuming that the Celtics are going to just run through the Miami Heat go to the NBA finals mm-hmm. and meet the Lakers swept yep. LeBron got swept in the semifinals of the Western Conference. Yes. And it's just every time we would make a prediction, we was we quickly had to backtrack. Yep. <laughs> and it was so much fun. And that and and yeah, that actually makes it fun. Yeah. <clears throat> actually makes it fun. Cause before, I mean, like, even when we were getting them right, I mean, that makes basketball seem really predictable. If you're like, well, this team's going to win, and then they actually do, it kind of makes it seem predictable. Yeah. So I like the shakeup that happened this playoffs hmm. because I couldn't call it True. at all. As much as I wanted to, I couldn't just put my finger at, okay, this is the best team. This team's going to win it all. I couldn't do it. Yeah. I couldn't do Agreed. it. Agreed. Yeah. 
in MA4 fun time. Um, <laughs> you, you want to move into like the news that we've been seeing? Yes, sir. Some thoughts One on of the gazillion things that's been happening. Oh my gosh, my phone has been dinging all yeah day. Yeah, it has just been so many things. So the first thing is that they, the Washington Wizards, are thinking about or like kind of in the midst of shipping around Bradley Bill and seeing where interest lies. Right? About time. So it's like, huh? About time. Right? But that also means that there are other things that are possible to happen within the Washington Wizards organization. Now, if Washington is will is shipping around Bradley Beal, right? They're taking their franchise and they're going to send him somewhere else. And they're going to go, hey, you know, anybody want him? That means that play, some players on the roster will eventually be moved around as well. Mm-hmm. That means Ala Kyle Kuzma, possibly Porzingis. These are people who are all possibly possible to be moved away if Washington goes into a rebuild. Yeah. Agreed. So what are your thoughts on that? Because it's just crazy. Like Bill's finally on the chopping block after all these rumors. And yeah. where does he land? Like I heard. Okay, look. So wait, wait, before you go, I heard the craziest thing, right? Not the craziest thing, but read the craziest thing. The craziest thing I read was that Miami, he had the, had the possibility of acquiring not only Bradley Bill, but Dame Lillard. I don't believe that's possible. And I wouldn't want to watch basketball if that happened. Yeah. So <laughs> them getting both is probably out of the question. Yeah. So, but Brad could go to Miami heat. He could go to this and well, yeah. let's before you continue. I'm sorry. There's some other things. So the Celtics are not trying to ship around Jalen Brown and or Jason Tatum. Nice. So he doesn't really have a spot with the Celtics that they're going to try to keep them together. That's something else that was sources that sources were saying. So it's going to be a crazy offseason. So I think that's all I know so far about that. So what are your thoughts? Okay. And you said the Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are staying together, right? Yeah, so, so so the Celtics are not are not even going to be in the running of getting Bill because they're the staying. Celtics are going to keep their, their duo together. Okay, yeah, that makes sense for them. I feel like that makes a ton of sense for them. Uh, that's what I would do. I feel like, you know, they just need a new coach in there. They just went to the NBA Finals last year. Uh, so, yeah, but to move on to the Washington Wizards thing, you know, we've been saying this for years, that they moved on from Beal. He's too much of a winning player, and the rest of the roster is not ready to win. Uh, you know, sadly, a few years ago, he was averaging 30 a game, and now he's averaging 22. He's got a shitload of money. Yeah. He's got like a 45-something-odd million-dollar deal. I mean, it's ridiculous. That man is paid. And he's expensive. So, you know, when you think about teams, you know, the first thing that comes to my mind is the Lakers. I mean, if they can move the contracts around and move off from Austin Reeves and D'Lo and uh, move the pieces that are needed, that would make a ton of sense mm-hmm. for both sides because uh, they would want to get younger pieces, but it's hard to get younger pieces from a contender. I do think that yeah. him to Miami would make <clears throat> a ton of sense, them getting Tyler Hero back. Um, you know, Miami have a, has a gazillion guards, but his shot creation is so needed um, there in Miami. And, uh, you know, he also seems like the type of guy that needs 
some tough system around him because I think sometimes he can be a little lazy with you know Mm -hmm. being a Washington Wizard for the past 10 years and you know um, defensively he kind of sleeps sometimes but yeah I mean Miami Heat make a ton of sense for him Uh, you know if Dallas moved on from Kyrie he'd make a ton of sense in Dallas there's a lot of places that yeah. he fit with. I definitely feel like as long as they get young pieces back, makes a lot of sense. I would also trade KCP. I feel like he makes a ton of sense for Golden State. Talked about this before. They desperately need a shot blocker. His three-point shooting would obviously fit so well in the Warriors. Um, so I really think KCP... I, I, I feel like Kristaps you could get a decent amount for. So if you're going to blow up the squad, mm-hmm. then you know go full in into tanking. Um, because being in the middle road as they are right now doesn't really lead to much. It's tough to go from the middle right. road to an NBA championship team. It's almost impossible. So, you know, I definitely think moving Beal is the right choice. Um, there's a decent few amount of places that he could go. So that's what I think about Beal. Uh, so what do you think? Um... I think that there's a lot of options for him, and I'm so happy that he's finally getting to this point where he's like, I can't take it anymore. Yeah. And he's like, I need to go to somewhere where I can be utilized to the best of my abilities and actually p- compete for something and not just play the middle the entire time I'm in the NBA. Yeah. So <clears throat> I can see Miami. Um, I don't really see any of the – I don't see Los Angeles becoming a stopping point for – any of the free agents, honestly. And the only reason I'll say that and it's just to go to hit the point and then to move on is because they haven't before. Paul George said, I'm going to LA and then went to the Clippers. Like nobody was really willing, is really willing to go and play, you know, next to LeBron mm-hmm. and AD for some reason. I don't know why, but it's a, a lot of, it's, it's very hard to get people, especially when I think, when I thought we might, we were going, like the Lakers going to get John Wall at one point, mm-hmm. like he just went to Houston and said, it was like, and then nobody really wants to help the Lakers out for some reason. Everybody mm-hmm. has like this deep seated hatred for the Lakers. Lakers live rent free in everybody's head. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't know why, um, but they uh, I, I don't see Lakers happening at all. Now, if he was to go L.A., I would see Clippers, and that would, and then I would be like, but why? Because you already have Paul George, but that wouldn't make much sense. The Celtics, since they're keeping everybody together, that wouldn't make sense. Miami looks good. If he wants to win, maybe the Bucks look good if he wants to win. Yeah. Um, because they can always move 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 away from Middleton and get a little younger with uh, Bill. Um. Uh, Sixers look good. Um, but if they want to stick with Maxi, then probably not. Um, that's another thing I heard. They want to stick with Maxi. They don't really want to move move off of Maxi. So I don't unless they. I mean, Tobias Harris doesn't have any trade value anyway. So it's like they couldn't get anything for him anyway. So Sixers would look good if he could do if they could pull it off. Uh. Any other contenders? Contenders? Don't go to the Suns. I'm tired of seeing all these four. We already seen the three man super team. We've seen the four man super team. I don't want to see another era of that. So let's not do the Suns, please. Thank you. Um, There's not many other teams. I mean, because Denver doesn't really make sense. Because why would they try to pull that off? 
Yeah, no. Not right after winning a ring. Yeah, no. That that doesn't make sense to try to pull that off. I mean, the best landing spot, honestly, in all complete honesty, is the Miami Heat. But Agreed. Yeah, that's the best landing spot for him, is Miami Heat. If he goes anywhere. Um, but yeah, um, what else is there? There was some other, ne- oh, cat. did you hear, you want to do cat? Yeah. Are, do you want to go first? Are you like, is it something you're itching and burning to talk about? Uh, no, I just like, thought you forgot about him. Cat is on my mind, but I was going to talk about John McCominga first. Oh, really? What's going on with him? Did, you didn't see it? No. Golden State Warriors are thinking about dealing Jonathan Kaminga. They're thinking of letting him go. Dealing him and trading him off. But that would also mean, for you Golden State Warriors fans, this could possibly mean that we would that you would end up losing Kaminga, Poole, and Wiseman. I think that's they lost and, Weisman. Well, Weisman's already gone. Yeah, but uh, Weisman, I thought you meant Weisman's already players. gone. Yeah, they will end up. They will end up losing Kaminga and Poole. Now, I would say that wouldn't be bad if you can get like a Bradley Beal back and exchanged, and yeah, it could work. Yeah, or a Bradley Beal level player. But, yeah. So. That's something else that was happening. Kaminga is is possibly on the chopping block. He's in trade rumors. Yeah, I mean he's an elite talent, young. Um, so I could definitely see him garnering a lot of attention from potential suitors, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, another guy who's on the chopping block. Actually, hold on. Before we go there, Carl Anthony Towns. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about, sir? <laughs> Did you see what he said? Yeah, I heard, like, he said on a podcast that he's the best fit. No, Patrick really said that he's the best. Yeah, he said he was the best, one of the best bigs in the league. Yeah. And, he, and then he doubled down on it during the podcast. He said that at the end of the day, when I leave the game, I'll leave my mark on it. What mark? Blemishes? <laughs> I would disagree, bro. Man, it's a twenty-seven and ten bucket that shoots the hell out of the ball pretty On a terrible team. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody remembers the like, scores on a terrible team. We do. <laughs> That's true. We do. But he's on a terrible team. He hasn't won anything. He hasn't he hasn't won a playoff series. So it's like To the common fan. Winning yeah. games in a regular season, huh? To the common fan, yeah. Yeah but, yeah, but, like, look, winning games in the regular season, I mean, like, oh, whoop-de-doo. You know what I mean? But, like, if you're a p- t- good player on a terrible team, I mean, you're just a – you're on a terrible team. Yeah. I mean, like, not – individually, I, I will give him his flowers. He's a great player. He's a, he's one of the best big shooters, big man shooters in the league, like, without a doubt. Like, he's been forced into that role, and he actually, like, really executes very well. So that's – that I can see that. that if that's If that's where his legacy will lead him to, he'll be like, oh, the all-time, you know – Big man shooting threes, perfect for him. But if he wants to win, like I've been saying, and like you've been saying, he needs to leave. Leave. This is a terribly run organization. They don't believe in you. Anthony 
was it what's his name? Anthony Ant, Edwards. Ant, um was Anthony Edwards is their franchise now. They don't care about you, Carl. Leave. <laughs> Leave. They 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 don't know basketball over there in Minnesota for some reason. Because instead of listen, we got Cat, we got Anthony Edwards, two guys who kind of attack the basket in different ways. At more downhill than Cat, but he can kind of back to the basket bang and shoot a little bit. Why would we go get Rudy Gobert to stand next to Cat and clog the lane? Does that sound good from a basketball perspective? Does that does that sound smart? No. Leave. Yeah. <laughs> leave. Have your coming to Jesus moment like Brad Bill did and leave. I mean, he's in trade rumors too, though. Cat. He's always in trade rumors, but he doesn't go anywhere. <clears throat> Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> there's so many places that he could fit in and be an NBA champion. You know what I mean? Like, yes, that guy, he's such a special player, and he's so ridiculously underrated because of the team around him. Uh, it's just, dude's a world class center. He's the third best center in the NBA. I don't care how many times you see Bam out of buy on the playoffs, he's not better than Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, mm mm. And yeah, man, cat's cat's special of what he does, and it's just sad to see him in Minnesota. I feel I feel like exactly what you're saying. Cat, it is sad to see cat in Minnesota. Yeah. But from one big guy to another big guy, Zion Williamson, he might be traded away right. because the Pelicans are interested in the number three pick, which is Scoot Henderson. They want to move away from Zion. No way. Zion could end up. Houston, what? New York, they they might be willing to deal him. They might be willing to deal Zion to some teams. They they want that number three pick, and they're willing to make trades. That means that there is a possibility they might want to move off of Zion to get Scoot. I could never Thoughts? in a million years see them trading Zion Williamson for the third pick. I, I. They want that third pick. They want Scoot. I I could not imagine that in a million years. That would be. But how so else insane. do the Pelicans do it though? Brandon Ingram. What would you do with Brandon Ingram? Because he's not as good as Zion. What? He. But he's good. I mean, he's. He's not Zion. He is. He's not Zion. Well, not Zion. he is. He. You know how he's. He, you're right. He's not Zion because Zion doesn't play basketball. Well, I will. I will say this: we did see Zion Williamson come in last off season, extremely ripped, ready to play basketball. So mm-hmm. it's not like the intention to play basketball is as weak as it used to be. So I, I will say that I would still bet on trying. I Zion is too much. Zion Williamson's peak because of the way he handles the basketball and he passes the basketball is the best player in the NBA championship team. Top 10, top 5, best player in the NBA. That's how ridiculously high his ceiling And you do not trade that ceiling for the third fucking pick in the draft. You might trade it for Wemby. But he doesn't want to play, though. Wemby. Look, Chris, look, when the potential... Is that amazing? 
you don't trade it away for the third draft, and you don't you don't you don't value him less than B. Um, the Spurs aren't hearing anything on Wimby. They are declining all calls <laughs> to do with Wimby Young. If, if, <laughs> if I got to say Zion Williamson was healthy for the next five years, you would think about a Wimby with Zion for Wimby trade. The Spurs are saying absolutely no. <laughs> I'd throw in him and Dyson Daniels, and we could Zion. probably get it done. Listen, Zion, special. Zion don't want to play. If he he's special. like, if he doesn't want to play, he doesn't want to play, and he's not going to. So like, yeah, they might get a couple games out of him, or whatever. But he wants to be in New York. He wants to be somewhere else. So it's like, I just don't see him. I mean, like, if they're going to trade him, and they're probably going to try to get that third pick. They are interested in Scoot Henderson. And my thing is that if you deal. <clears throat> I mean, if you deal with a team that has a third pick and you try to get to get Scoot Henderson or whatever because you like the way he worked out, then you're going to have to deal with one of your good players. And it's like, because you're not going to be able to keep everybody together. Somebody's going to have to go. And B.I. shows up. He plays. So, I mean, like, yeah, Zion might be better than him, but at least he's, he's on the court. So I'd rather have somebody who's going to be on the court than somebody who's not going to be on the court because it doesn't feel like it. I couldn't disagree more, but we can agree to disagree on that one. So you'd rather have Zion who's like, my back is completely healed, but I just don't feel yeah. like playing during a playoff game than have B.I. Yes. Who's going to show up in that playoff game and drop 30. Yes. Yes. Shouldn't availability mean something? Same thing, same issue Joel, Joel Embiid had. How how do the 76ers feel right now? But uh okay, what 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 are you going to say? Come on now. Let's not act like up to a certain point in time that Joel Embiid's injury history wasn't just as bad as Zion and he wasn't bigger than Zion in ways that have to do with being with Bick. Okay? Like, Joel Embiid, like, you wouldn't, if you had Joel Embiid and you had Brandon Ingram around the same age and you had to trade one of them for, let's say, Ben Simmons, you're not, you 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 could not convince me to trade Embiid for him. But they're in the same situation. Like, these injury things can no. take a turn. They okay. Listen, Embiid. I give him the benefit of the doubt because he's actually he was actually hurt. He's actually been hurt. Not saying that Zion has actually been hurt, but he's been hurt. But then at the very last moment to say, "Hey, I don't want to." It was sorry. It was a playoff game. It was a play-in game. I don't want to play. It just refused to play, and he's fine. Embiid's not doing that. Embiid's not fine, and he's not going to suit up and play for and play for the team and give and give them an opportunity to get to the playoffs. And everybody on the TV and the media is like, "Zion, why won't you play?" He's like, "I, I feel fine. I just, I just, I just don't feel like it." Joel Embiid, you're a basketball didn't play player. Two years in his first five years, in his first five years in the NBA. That's injury, like, though. I get it. It's injury. It's I'll give that. But if given the has Joel Embiid ever been healthy and refused to play? Probably outside of low management, outside of low management. I see, but the thing is, though, 
if he was actually hurt, like oh and live tv actually hurt then why are we hating why do we hate who on zion i mean if he was actually hurt and he missed the game no no one's what tell you but he said he was fine <laughs> I was like, I just, I just, he said i'm fine my body is healed but it's like my mind is so he clearly doesn't want to be there anymore i disagree i disagree I just, I just can't see a world where if we compare Joel Embiid to Zion, that Joel Embiid will be like, yeah, like, my thumb is healed, but I'm just not going to play today because, yeah, I don't feel like it. My mind is, like, all over the place right now. I don't want to play. I'm like, and this is our chance to get into the playoffs and to possibly, you know, compete for a championship, but I'm just not going to play and be the difference maker that I know I can be. And, Yeah. Kawhi didn't play when he had Kawhi did that he, with the Spurs. He, he forced his way he out. Chose not to play when they thought he was healthy, and then the Spurs yes. traded him, <laughs> and then he goes yes. healthy the next year. And the Toronto Raptors won a ring. He for listen. Let's talk about that real quick since we want to bring this up because I know the whole situation. I followed it. Now, the reason, the reason, no, 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 difference. The reason that Kawhi left the Spurs and he forced his way out because he didn't want to play anymore but because he felt like they mishandled his injury. They said they, he felt like, and I, and I quote, he felt like they mishandled his injury and they weren't taking him seriously when he said he was hurt. And everybody came to the locker room, and they no, I think they flew him out or whatever. I think Tony Parker flew out to him or whatever, and was like, "You need, why won't you play? You need to just play." And that pissed him off, and he left. He was like, "You don't understand. I'm hurt." What I'm saying is, Zion must have not have been as healthy as he made it out to be, or he would have played. I mean, that guy didn't have any tune-ups. That guy didn't have the ability to get his body right. I don't know. Maybe he just then got healthy, but was maybe just then starting basketball activities. Because you just go from maybe you're healthy, but then they need to do back to activities for like a week to a few days and getting ready for a play-in game. It's a playoff game with that high of intensity. It would make sense for him to not play in that situation, especially when his team sucks as bad as they do. You know what I mean? Like, what happens, right? Like, is the risk worth the reward? You know what I mean? Like, KD thought he was healthy, and then he tore his Achilles trying to come back and be the hero. So, coming right out of an injury like that. So, you know, it happens. And one game of that, when they were probably going to lose the first round anyway, wasn't worth it. So, you know, I, I understand where you're coming from, and I understand that you're trying to make the distinction... That you think Zion doesn't have the will to play. But at around the time that the 76ers were dealing with Joel Embiid's issues, a lot of people talked about the will to play because it's like a misconstrued of injuries and the will. And what I'm saying with the Brandon Ingram thing is this is the potential of having Embiid after those injuries cleared up is too tantalizing to pass on Zion. To trade him for scoop. I, I guess, you know, and all I got to say is Ben Simmons, you know, re refused to play. He forces his way out of the Sixers to go to the Nets and 
now he's showing videos again of him in the gym. Like we're going to fall nope. for it for the eighth million of the time. Not a chance. <laughs> Not, a chance. Not falling for it, bro. Nope. <laughs> he does this every summer. No. <laughs> now that guy doesn't have the will to play. That At guy, we can agree <laughs> that that guy has lost his competitive edge. It's yeah. so sad to yeah. think about when he was in Philly, year two, year three, playing so freely, attacking the basket with Will, putting so much force at the basket. It was fun to watch. Um, it's sad to see this. He's a shell of him for himself. I, honestly, I'm going to give a little what I think might be wrong. I think it might be mental health. I think the fact that it was so much placed on him, yeah. you know what I mean? And on that team early on, and he just couldn't, and it, he kind of just crumbled under the pressure. Yeah. And then on top of that, um, he's not getting better at free throws, not getting better at shooting. Everybody's like, you should just shoot the ball. He's like, well, I don't know if I can or not. He has, He's lacking confidence. That could be a key point <laughs> as well. Yeah. As well as the simple fact that your franchise player and your coach both said that we can't win with you. I mean, that would affect anybody, right? Yeah. Yeah. He. Yeah. He. It's a sad story. It's. It, it really is. Yeah. You know, I feel bad for the guy. So much talent. Just you know, lost his way. Hopefully, one day he'll find his way back. Yeah. yeah. Remember, we thought he was going to be like the next LeBron. A and lot then of people he just, were saying that, yeah. He fizzled out <laughs> real quick. Yeah. I mean, he was Scottie Pippen-ish, yeah. potential-wise. Yeah. With the mid-range shot developed. But defensively and passing-wise, it was the comp of the, You know what I mean? Yeah. It's so sad. Yeah. He just never got any better. Yeah, yeah it's definitely sad. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else? Anything else? Anything else? Anything else? I don't think there is. You got anything, man? Um, partner. Yeah, no. Uh, I mean, other than like draft news of players going back to college and some people going to the NBA. Oh, but no. Yeah, I mean, you guys are definitely gonna want to check out though this. Uh, Saturday, we're going to be recording my uh, top 30 big board NBA draft players. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, we're going to do something special for the draft included. So you guys definitely want to tune in for that. It's on that 22nd. So it's huge. Definitely, definitely, definitely. All righty. <clears throat> well... This is going to be the end of our podcast. We just want to say thank you guys for tuning in, you know, consistently and listening and, yep. you know, giving us your feedback and, um, you know, liking, sharing, subscribing. Um, we definitely appreciate all of that, all of, all of the love that you guys give us. You know, it's <clears throat> um, it means a lot, you know, especially considering that, you know, this was a hobby, you know what I mean, to create a following and for you guys to really, you know, trust us. I mean, trust, trust our, um, trust our knowledge, trust, trust our opinions, things like that, and also be willing to give your opinions as well. Yeah. So, um, we definitely appreciate that. Um, so, yeah. You got anything you want to say before we close? Uh, no, I got nothing else, man. All right. Well, I'm Chris Mom. I'm Jason Collins. And we are the best boys. Peace. Oh.